This Mishnah has three separate topics. First, we discuss Meiser Behema, then, we'll discuss Bechor, and finally, we'll discuss the types of coins on which one can redeem his Meiser Sheni. Now, the first two topics, the Meiser Behema and the Bechor, are referring to types of animals and, and really has nothing at all to do with the Masechta. It's just that since in the previous Mishnah we discussed the ownership and eligibility of sale or ineligibility of sale when it came to Meister Shani, we'll discuss whether Meister Behema and Bukhor can be sold. So let's take them each in their own turn. First, Meister Behema. Meister Behema, which literally means the animal tithe, is referring to the fact that when one has uh, a new, I'll call it crop of animals, we're speaking specifically about kosher domesticated animals that can be brought as korbanos, so it's just cows, goats, and sheep. So every year one has to tithe his new uh, batch of cows, goats, or sheep in the event that he has more than 10 of them. And meiser means the 10th from the word eser, so for every 10, one cow, goat, or sheep, respectively, will be um, set aside as meiser behema. So for example, if a person had 5 cows, 10 goats, and 15 sheep, born to him in a given year. So then, since there are five cows, he'll give nothing. Since he had ten goats, he'll put all ten goats into a corral, and he'll let them all come out through the corral one at a time. The tenth one out, the last one out in this case, and will get marked with some red paint, and that will be designated as the Meiser Behema. And let's say he had fifteen sheep, so again, he'll put all fifteen into a corral. He lets them out one at a time. The tenth one out gets marked with red paint, Um and it's set aside as Meister Behema, since it doesn't, there's not another 10 to come out, that will be the only one out of the 15 sheep that are marked as Meister Behema. Now, in the event that that designated Meister Behema is fit to be brought as a carbon, meaning it's tamim, it's not blemished, so then it must be brought as a carbon. it's brought as an offering on the Mizbeach, and after being brought, and the emurim, the innards, um, are offered on the Mizbeach, specific parts of it are offered on the Mizbeach and burned up on the altar, so then uh, the actual meat that's left behind is going to be given to the owner of the animal who will eat it. In Yerushalayim is Kachim Kalim, Batahara, etc. Uh, but the point is that Meister Behem really belongs to the Bailam, to the owner of the animal, just very similar to Meister Sheni. He owns it, but he must bring it to Yerushalayim, and after doing what he has to do with it over there in terms of bringing it as a korban, he eats it. Um, in Yerushalayim, B'tahara, etc., under the rules of Meiser Behema. So, the question is, uh, sorry, and, and now, if the animal that was designated as the Meiser Behema happens to be a Balmum, it's ineligible to be brought as an offering because, for whatever reason, it has some kind of blemish which renders it ineligible. So then, he still may eat that animal. It, it belongs to him. Um, it has certain restrictions in terms of um, being worked, etc., uh, but he can eat it. He can essentially make a regular barbecue and eat that sheep that was designated as a Meister Behem without bringing it as an offering because it's ineligible as an offering because it's a Balmum and it has some kind of blemish. So the Mishnah therefore says, Meister Behema, if one has an animal designated as a Meister Behema, Ein mochnoso tamimchai blo balmumchai b'shachut. One cannot sell Meister Behema. It's ineligible for sale like the fact that Meister Shani is ineligible for sale, so too Meister Behema is ineligible for sale. And that's true whether we're talking about a tamim, a animal that is 
unblemished and therefore eligible to be brought as an offering, or even a balmum, one which could be eaten as a regular conventional barbecue without any sort of sanctification. It can be eaten shachut, once you shechted. While it does belong to the owner, he may not sell it. Now, the reason why he can't sell it is really a bit technical, based on a gezei reshava, connection with him, psukim. When it comes to something entirely different, um, a cherem that's given to a kohen, whatever it is, a gift committed to a kohanim, the Pasuk says that when it comes to the cherem, that it can neither be uh, sold nor redeemed. And the words for not to be redeemed is lo yigael. It can't be redeemed. And the same way it says lo yigael, the cherem to a kohen can't be redeemed and deconsecrated, like what we would call pidion in the context of Meister Shani's. You also, the Pasuk says that you cannot lo yigael, you cannot redeem the Meister Behema, meaning once it's designated as a Meister Behema, it's this particular animal that must be given, and you can't um, deconsecrate it and transfer the Kedusha to a different a different animal. So that being the case, um, clearly Geula, redemption, is in, in a, unacceptable, but when it comes to the Cherem for a Kohen, the gift given exclusively to a Kohen, it also says that it cannot be sold, um, and while there's no explicit mention of not being sold when it comes to Meister Behema, the Gezeir Shava connects Lo Yigael and Lo Yigael, the prohibition against Geula of redemption, and it's actually quite an unusual, uh, relatively unusual word for Geula for redemption. Um, it's learned that just as you cannot sell Cherem for a Kohen, you can't sell Meister Behema. Okay, so that's what the first thing was. It can't be sold, whether it's a Balmum or otherwise, when it comes to Meiser Behema. And since um, you can, and not only can you not sell it, but also, Ve'en Makachin Boha Isha. One also cannot use his Meiser Behema. Let's say, even if it's, I'm going to be eaten, he's going to eat it, but he cannot give it to a uh, a woman as her as her Kesef Kedushin, as the money he would give her as part of the transaction, which would allow. Um, the transfer of her rights of Isha, so who can marry her, to him. So normally when a man and woman get married, so the first step in the process, Kedushin, Arison, same thing, um, the the uh, the man gives something of value to the woman, and that functions as a as kasef, It's and he says, like, we're familiar with it under the chuppah, he gives her a ring, and says, at you are... Um, consecrated to me and set aside for me to be my wife as opposed to anyone else's wife. No one else can marry you now um, by the acceptance of this ring, which is value. So a ring is not magical. A person could also use a potato or whatever it is, a bottle of vinegar. It doesn't make a difference. Anything of value is effective um, if the woman accepts it as to effect the transaction of her ishas of, of being set aside to her, to, to him, excuse me. When it comes to the Meister Behema, if one has one animal that he's used, you know, and eats as, let's say, as barbecue, he cannot take those lamb chops and give it to a woman and say, Mikudeshli, the lamb chops zoo. That won't work because the lamb chops um, are not to be used in that way because it's very similar essentially to um, a transaction like a mechira, like a sale. It just as the you cannot um, transact and sell Meister Behema. As we just explained, you also cannot transact and use Meister Behema to effect Kedushin, the, uh, I'll call it the first age of marriage, Jewish marriage. Okay, so that's that. 
The second topic of the Mishnah was the Bechor. The Bechor, which means the firstborn, we're referring to firstborn animals, specifically, again, cows, goats, and sheep, and only those three, because those are the three kinds of animals which can be brought on the Mizbech as offerings. So the rule is that the firstborn animal, cow, goat, sheep, the one of, that comes out of the womb of the mother, um, is brought as a korban, brought as an offering, and it is given to not the bile, not the owner, the farmer, but rather to the Kohanim. The Kohanim will eat that Bechor, again in Yerushalayim. It's again Kachim Kalim, etc. Fine. So, the Kohanim receive it um, if it can be brought. If it can't be brought, uh, again, the let's say it's a Balmum, so then it's given to a Kohan who will do with it as he wishes. So, if it's brought as a Korban, it's first sacrifice and then the meat is eaten by the Kohen who receives it but if it can't be brought as a as an, a korban because it's a bukhor so then it's given to a Kohen who who uh, can can do with it as he wishes we'll see in a minute now when I say as he wishes I mean it can be eaten or it can be sold to someone else who would then be able to eat it again assuming that it's it's a, a balmum and could be shechted so the Mishnah says here, uh, when it comes to a bechor, a firstborn cow, goat, or sheep, sorry, it has to be male. Bechor is only male. If it happens to be male, then it's a bechor. If it's a female, then it, this whole thing doesn't apply to it. The farmer keeps his, his female cow, goat, or sheep. So a bechor, mochnoso tamim chai, a person, meaning a Kohen, who receives this bechor, let's say in the time there's no base on mikdash, where he won't be bringing it as a korban, so he could sell it. Um, whether it's tamim chai, whether it's uh, alive and and uh, unblemished, but he can't bring it as a korban because it, there's no base in English to bring it. Ubalmum chai v'shachut, or similarly, if it's a balmum, if it's blemished, so now it can't be bring as a korban, and even with the base of mikdash, because it's a, it's a blemished animal. Therefore, the kohen who's the recipient of this gift could uh, he could sell it, whether it's alive to someone else to purchase it, or even when it's shachut, even after it's been slaughtered. Like for the barbecue, the, he can sell the meat to somebody else. That's all okay. The reason for this is that when it comes to the bechor, the language used is not um, lo yigael, not to be redeemed, but again, the Pasuk says something else. It says lo tifde, like the word pidyon in a Meister Shani context. So really, the meanings are essentially the same, meaning lo tifde, it can't be redeemed, the Kedusha can't be removed off it. But the understanding is that the reason that the verse shows the Lashon of Lo Tifdeh as opposed to Lo Yigael is so that there should not be the Gezer Shava connecting the halachas of the cherem of a Kohen, which can't be sold, to the Bechor. So that being the case, while in the previous case, the Meister Behema, it said Lo Yigael, echoing the words of the cherem for a Kohen, which can either be redeemed lo yigael nor sold and therefore Meister behema can't be sold when it comes to bechor the lesson the choice of words in the psukim to say it can't be redeemed is lo tifde so that severs any connection to cherem of a kohen suggesting and it's learned out there from that it can't be redeemed but it yes can be sold and finally umakachin boish haisha a kohen who's received this bechor could use it to um Effect Kedushin, I'll call it Mary, a woman. Again, he would say, Here is this 
cow or here is this piece of steak, the lamb chops, whatever it is, and Hareat Mukudeshli the lamb chops too, and the woman in accepting the lamb chops would be uh Ms. Kodesha, she would be married Mitkodesha is the first age of marriage to to this to the man who gave it to her, just as if he gave her a ring. And really fascinating to me is that the mission here is also saying that you could use a Balmumchai, a living excuse me, it's just even a, a Tamimchai, a living but unblemished animal could be used to effect Kedushin to give to a woman. Now, if there's no base in Mikdash, it's true that a tamim, an unblemished animal, won't be brought as a carbon, but it certainly cannot be eaten yet because you're not allowed to slaughter the tamim, the unblemished animal, until it gets a mum, until it gets blemished. Prior to getting a blemish, one can only keep the 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 unblemished uh, before in you know his backyard and let it graze, and can do nothing with it until it develops some sort of permanent blemish, at which point it could be slaughtered and eaten. So that being the case. What the Mishnah is saying is, if you have a unblemished but unofferable, unofferable before, it's unofferable because there's no base mikdash. One could use that um, to give to a woman, and that would effect kedushin. That is to say, that an unblemished firstborn animal has value, and that is fascinating because the truth is, in the short run, not only does an unblemished cow that's a before. Uh, it's useless. You can't do anything with it. It actually has, in the short run, I'll call it um, negative value, like negative cash flow, because you have to feed this animal. It costs you something. So it's fascinating. The Mishnah actually understands that there is value here because of what, to, if you'll forgive me for using a fairly fancy finance word, because of the optionality, because there is a statistical chance that at some point this Bukhor will become edible, and at that point it has value. So it's like a lottery ticket. It's like a lottery ticket. And statistically, there's some value here to this animal because many animals do become bali mumen, do become blemished. And when they do, of course, there's a lot of value there. Um, certainly a lot more than the cost of feeding, letting the animal graze and feeding it. So the Mishnah is understanding that since there's some embedded um, val- value into this animal, like like an option, like a stock option or something, that the, uh, like a lottery ticket, let's call it, it has, it has value, which is, to me, fascinating. Um, but... You can think about it and explore more on your own. Not more in the mission, not time here to elaborate more further. Fine. The last part of the Mishnah has a new topic altogether. We are returning back to the topic of Meister Shani. And we're saying that when Meister Shani is um, redeemed, you transfer the Kedusha onto a coin, it has to be a regular coin of currency. The Mishnah says, Ein machalin Sheni al asimon. You may not transfer the Kedusha, deconsecrate. Meister Shani foodstuffs onto a unminted coin. A simon means it's shaped like a coin. It's a slug. It's like a, a flat disc that looks like a coin, but there's no stamp of the local authorities that confirm the, let's say, the silver content of this coin. In the time of the Mishnah, in Roman times, so the coins themselves, they weren't fiat currency. They were commodity. They, they were actual silver. So the value, just for example, until not so, so long ago, much more recent than the Mishnah, you know, a, a pound sterling in England was worth a pound of pound worth of weight of sterling silver. Um, and when pennies were minted by the by the British, it was there were two hundred forty of these pennies were 
were uh, worth a pound of silver, etc. Um, so in the time of the Mishnah, the coins were actually really silver, and the point of the minting of them, of the stamping of them, was to was to uh, confirm by the authorities the real legitimate silver content of this coin. So without that, it might still be um, silver, it might have value, but it's not currency. It's just just simple commodity. It's like bullion, and that's not acceptable. Uh, the ba- reason for this, the reason for this, is based on a pasuk. The pasuk says, "Bitsarta, you will like bind it up in your hand when you bring it to Yerushalayim." But the drush is, it has to have a tsura, a an imprint, an impression on it as a as a minted coin, as opposed to simply just a slug. The word asimon, in the Mishnah, means a, a, an unminted slug. So, um, an asimon doesn't work because it's not minted. Further says the Mishnah, You also can't use a minted coin if that minted coin cannot be spent. Again, based on Psukim, the idea being that if I show up to Costco in New York and I have in my hand some legitimate minted euros, I can't spend them. They want to, they want, it's not legal tender in the United States to use a, a euro coin and they won't accept it. And so similarly in the mission time, if you have some minted coin, but the coin comes from Afghanistan and you're in Eretz Yisrael, since the local merchants will not accept such a coin, even though it is legitimate coin and it is minted, but since it's not spendable here, it's not acceptable to be the source of transferring the Kedusha of Meister Shani. So that's the low alamad beish and the kind of coin that can't be um, circulated because no one will accept it because it's not local currency or could be outdated as new authority, etc. And finally, you cannot deconsecrate your Maishini onto a coin, if it's even if it's like an expendable coin, if one doesn't have it um, in his possession. That is to say, a person could, for argument's sake, own a coin. I have a coin. It's a great 10 shekel piece. The problem is it's sitting at the bottom of my well and I can't get it out. But who cares? There's the coin and it's the bottom of the well at the bottom of the ocean, wherever it is, and I'll just deconsecrate my Meister Shani onto that coin. No, well, you may not do that, because it's, although you do own it, um, it's not in your rishus, it's not in your possession, you can't have access to it, and it's required, based on Psukim again, the same kind of Psukim, that you have to have access to be able to take and spend these coins, and if you haven't got, um, they're not in your hand, in your hand, that's based on the Pasuk, meaning it's on your possession, so then it's not eligible to be the recipient of the Kedusha of your Meister Shani. And if you do try to transfer Meister Shani onto such a coin, it simply does not work.